Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of circadian rhythm sleep disorder found under the psychiatry section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 27-year-old surgery resident works on night float from 8pm to 8am. During the night, he notes that he struggles to stay awake and then cannot sleep when he finishes with his shift. He suffers from headaches while he works and feels mildly depressed. At the end of his first year of residency, he has a blood pressure of 130 over 90, while in the past his blood pressure was normally 120 over 80. Let's continue with an introduction to circadian rhythm sleep disorder. Clinically, it is defined as an incongruence between desired and actual sleep periods. This should be differentiated from normal aging. Remember that there is shortening of all phases of sleep with age. Subtypes include advanced sleep-wake phase disorder. This is where there is early sleep onset and early waking. Delayed sleep-wake phase disorder is where there is late sleep onset and late waking. There is also irregular sleep-wake type and non-24-hour sleep-wake type. Moving on to the presentation. Symptoms include tiredness at inappropriate times, inability to sleep at appropriate times, and changes in mood. In terms of treatment, pharmacologic options include melatonin. This is effective if taken 5.5 hours before desired sleep. Non-pharmacologic options include full-spectrum light therapy, This is best for shift work. Other options include no treatment at all, which is best for jet lag, as this will resolve spontaneously in less than one week. One should also consider sleep hygiene. This includes increasing exposure to bright light and sunlight during the day, decreasing exposure to blue light at night, no consumption of alcohol, nicotine, caffeine, or chocolate, and behavioral modifications such as only sleeping in bed and leaving the bed if one is unable to fall asleep within 15 minutes. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to circadian rhythm sleep disorder, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 25-year-old man presents to his primary care physician for trouble with focus and concentration. The patient states that he has lived at home with his parents his entire life, but recently was able to get a job at a local factory. Ever since the patient has started working, he has had trouble focusing at his job. He is unable to stay focused on any task. His boss often observes him as daydreaming with a blank stare off into space. His boss will have to yell at him to startle him back to work. The patient states that he feels fatigued all the time and sometimes will suddenly fall asleep while operating equipment. He has tried going to bed early for the past month, but is unable to fall asleep until two hours prior to his alarm. The patient fears that if this continues, he would lose his job. Which of the following is the best initial step in management? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Ethosuximide. Choice 2. Polysomnography. Choice 3. Bright light therapy and decreased light at night. Choice 4. Modafinil. Or choice 5. Zolpidem. The best answer to this question is, choice 3. Bright light therapy and decreased light at night. This patient is presenting with fatigue and a sleep schedule of inability to fall asleep until late and naturally waking up late, suggesting a diagnosis of delayed sleep phase syndrome. The best initial therapy is light therapy, behavioral therapy, and sleep hygiene practices, in addition to decreasing exposure to light at night. Delayed sleep phase syndrome typically presents with individuals who naturally fall asleep very late and wake up very late. This becomes problematic when they attend school or have a job that requires them to wake early. The best initial therapy for delayed sleep phase syndrome is behavioral therapy, sleep hygiene practices, and bright light therapy. Bright light therapy involves consistent timed exposure to a light box to simulate natural outdoor light with the hope of resetting the circadian rhythm and moving the sleep phase cycle earlier. If these measures fail, 
or if a different diagnosis is suspected, referral for polysomnography may be indicated. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Ethosuximide is the treatment of choice for absence seizures. Though this patient does have episodes of blank staring, this likely does not represent a seizure as he is arousable to return to work by his boss. Choice 2. Polysomnography or a sleep study would be indicated after sleep hygiene practices have failed. Polysomnography could be a best initial step in management if there was a suspected diagnosis of obstructive sleep apnea or an unknown cause of this patient's fatigue. Choice 4. Modafinil is a treatment for narcolepsy. Though this patient does have sudden episodes of falling asleep while at work, this is more likely to be related to his sleep schedule. Choice 5. Zolpidum is a muscle relaxant and hypnotic with the mechanism of action of a benzodiazepine. Though a drug like Zolpidum could be used to help this patient fall asleep, the best first step is to address the patient's sleep hygiene prior to prescribing a potentially addictive drug. Finally, a bullet summary. The best initial step in management of patients with delayed sleep phase syndrome is behavioral therapy, bright light therapy, and sleep hygiene. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 69-year-old gentleman presents to his primary care physician for a general checkup. He states that overall he is doing well. Ever since he retired, he has been working on projects at home and taking time to exercise every day. He eats a balanced diet and has been spending time with his wife every evening. Despite this, the patient claims that he feels less well-rested when he awakens in the morning. The patient states that he used to sleep 9 hours a night in his youth and felt excellent. Now he sleeps 7 hours a night and doesn't feel as well-rested as he used to. The patient's wife states that he seems to sleep peacefully. On physical exam, the patient's neurological exam is within normal limits. The patient is muscular and has a healthy weight and has a pleasant demeanor. He denies feeling fatigued or tired currently. Which of the following physiological changes is most likely in this patient? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Decreased orexin. Choice 2. Decreased melatonin. Choice 3. Increased norepinephrine. Choice 4. Increased dopamine. Or choice 5. Increased acetylcholine. The best answer to this question is... Choice 2. Decreased melatonin. This elderly patient is presenting with sleep that is sufficient, but less refreshing than sleep was for him in his past, suggesting a diagnosis of normal aging. Melatonin levels naturally decrease as patients age. Normal aging shortens most phases of sleep. In addition, it is normal for melatonin levels to decline. Melatonin itself is not responsible for all symptoms associated with declining quality of sleep. Other changes that occur include decreased REM, decreased stage N3 sleep, and increased stage N2 sleep. Patients will often complain of sleep that is less refreshing than it was in their youth, yet they are still functional and not excessively tired. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Decreased orexin is the disturbance seen in narcolepsy, which presents with sudden episodes of falling asleep in addition to cataplexy. Choice 3. Increased norepinephrine would result in increased wakefulness and potentially insomnia. However, it would not explain the changes seen in normal aging. Choice 4. Increased dopamine would not be a principal change seen in age-related sleep changes. Higher dopamine levels would increase awakeness and alertness. Choice 5. Increased acetylcholine would not be seen in patients as they age and would not explain the changes this patient is experiencing. Rather, acetylcholine levels tend to decline as we age. Finally, a bullet summary. Normal aging results in a shortening of most phases of sleep, decreased melatonin levels, and presents with sleep that is less restful than it was in the patient's youth. That's all for this review about circadian rhythm sleep disorder. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, 
the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.